Hi everyone and welcome to a special interview episode of Final Fantasy Union. I'm your host Daryl, as always, and today I am joined by the one, the only, Liam Mulvey. Hi guys. Hi Daryl, nice to see you. Nice to speak to you again. How, how have you been? Good, yeah, very good. Uh, keeping busy. Um, bits and pieces. Uh, very much enjoying all the feedback on the film and everything and people uh, posting stuff up, how you got the DVD and all that. So yeah, it's been great. It's been really good. So yeah, obviously this is the first time that Liam has been involved in a Final Fantasy property of any kind. And uh, as he mentioned, he's in Kingsglaive, obviously a massive film and a precursor to Final Fantasy XV. And he plays Libertus as the entirety of the role. So he's the voiceover artist, he's the likeness, had to go through all the scanning process and everything, and was also the motion capture. Um, but he also does motion capture for Claris. And uh, it was involved with a couple of other characters, I think. So it's pretty full on. Yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, I think I did the most filming out of anyone in the cast in the end. Uh, closely followed, I think, by Will and Neil. Um, I think it was sort of a day or something like that in it. But yeah, it was a very, it was a very full on. It's a lot of fun though. Really, really enjoyed doing it. So yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, so I mean, before we get on to any of the questions, I'd just like to remind anyone, well, we've already done some, a couple of questions there, but I'd just like to remind everyone that Final Fantasy Union is part of a podcast series called Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts Union, and it's presented by the Gaming Union Network. You'll be able to find this on iTunes, FinalFantasyUnion.com, and also our YouTube channel, which is forward slash FFUnionVids. All right, so yeah, we're now officially into the questions, Liam. We can do this. Right. Okay, so um, <laughs> what first attracted you to the role of playing Libertas? Well, I um, I was always a bit of a fan of Final Fantasy, having played a lot of them as a kid. Uh, started off with seven and then sort of played a bit of eight and bits and pieces all the way through school and things. So obviously when I found out that it was Final Fantasy, that was quite a big that was quite a big deal. Having said that, when the when the project actually came out, we didn't know what it was. It was kind of we got a brief that just said CGI motion capture movie. Um, and I hadn't done motion capture before, uh, but I've always been interested in it. My background is uh, actually a sort of techie side. Um, I'm a computer programmer. Um, so things like the sort of the use of CGI and uh, some of the more technical side really, really interests me as well as being a performer. Um, so on that front, the whole project was really, really interesting um, and just seemed like a really good thing to get involved with. And then, as I said, as we got told bits more information as the project went on, I just realised quite how big this thing was that I was involved in, which is amazing, uh, especially as a big gamer um, and a bit of a Final Fantasy fan. Yeah, it was incredible. Yeah, and obviously like you were working on it for quite some time um, and you had to go through, I guess, the uh, the challenges that you go through when you're working on such a big project like um false leaks and those kind of things was it <laughs> was it was it difficult kind of being on the other side and having to kind of keep tight-lipped knowing how much of a big gamer you are yeah yeah that was really difficult so i first heard about the interest in move in november 2014 um so my agent had submitted me and rang me up and said i've put you up for this and they're interested at that stage yeah it was just it's a film. I think it was around December, mid late December. I got some paperwork through saying it's Square Enix project. Here's an NDA. You've got to sign all this stuff and all these contracts. So that was the first bit where I was like, oh, that's interesting. And then obviously we get through it's Final Fantasy. And by this point, we're under complete NDAs, can't tell anyone anything. Me and my agent both signed them so we could 
talked to each other, but that was it. That was the only person I could actually talk to about the whole project. And that went on. We were under the NDA from December 2014 all the way through till the Uncovered event in March this year. So it was about 15 months or so. Wow. And yeah, so like, so, so like my best mates are uh, a big gamer as well. And uh, not being able to tell him what I was doing, just be keen on to keep referring to the, the secret project, was was really difficult. But it was, I knew how big this thing was going to be. And it was, part of it was very much sort of, very much wanted to let it be revealed at something rather than it sort of leaking out and people going, oh, I've heard this is coming out. Oh, yeah, it is coming out. Being able to have that big reveal at the Uncovered event, I think, was incredible. And being sat in that audience, <clears throat> no one knew it was coming. Like, they're, they're just people just didn't have a clue. You could tell from the reaction that no, that I think there'd been a slight leak slightly earlier that day, but half the people there hadn't heard it, didn't know it was coming. And so this suddenly out of nowhere, this massive film came out. So on that front, keeping it a secret was really easy because I knew that it was going to be a big deal. Um, but actually making sure we didn't leave stuff lying around or say something that would give it away and being having to check exactly what you're talking about, especially when we're traveling as a group and things and sitting in a restaurant or whatever, having to be very careful about what we said when people could hear us and all that sort of stuff. It was, very, it was, it was a real challenge, keeping it all secret. But I know everyone felt very similar in the sort of let's keep this a secret because it is a big deal. And I, as I said, I think it worked. I know of a couple of leaks, one that happened um, middle of last year or so that kind of went completely under the radar. There was a leak that said this is coming out. I don't think there was a huge amount of detail to it, but it came out and we sort of sat there with bated breath going, is anyone going to pick up on it? And no one did. Um, and it kind of died away again. And uh, Yeah, I know the one you're talking it. about. Yeah, <laughs> it was quite funny watching some of the forums when that happened because uh, there were a few people that sort of posted things up saying there's been this leak that says there's a film and lo- loads of people, everyone who commented on it would just say, no, they're not doing a film, don't be ridiculous. They've got this big game coming out, how are they going to be doing a film? There's never going to be a film. <laughs> um, and we're all sat there going, yep, keep going like this, that's good, that's good. Everyone's just going, no, it's not happening, it's definitely not happening. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, then it died away again. So uh, and they, we managed to keep it a secret until the until the March. So, which I'm sure everyone was very thankful about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, sort of working towards that was yeah. It was uh, being able to see that reveal and <laughs> seeing people's faces in the event before the reveal as well, and just seeing how tense everyone was. And then the reveal happened, and everyone just relaxed. And you can go, everyone. You just see everyone go. Ah, oh, right. Okay, that's now done. That's now out. Good. We can tell people what we're talk- what we've been working on for the last, well, in some cases, three years. But I guess, like for you, so you were one of the first people that was able to kind of talk about it because your character was one of the first revealed. But then some mm. of the other cast had to just sit there in the sidelines still and wait until they had the go ahead. Yeah, yeah. It was an interesting because obviously the, the there was the teaser trailer at, at the uncovered event, so. People like Nix. I think Nix was in it. Luna was in the trailer. Regis was in the trailer. So people like John and Neil could kind of refer to their characters and say, yes, you've seen, you can see my character there because that's, like in John's case, that's clearly my face. And then, yeah, I was, luckily I was one of the early 
reveals. So I did. I I was able to sort of say, yes, look, that's me, and that's what I look like in it, and it's a big, like, I'm a big part of the film, etc. And but then people like Will, who are playing lots of small parts, and um, people like Pelner, who only got revealed. Um, I think Pelner only got revealed in sort of July or something. So he had a number of months without actually being able to say, just being able to say, I'm in it. I've worked on this, but I can't say what yet. <laughs> so yeah, it was it was nice being able to sort of explicitly say, yeah, this is me and this is my character and this is what he looks like and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, I think if I'd had to wait as long as someone like Will did, I think it would have killed me. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, do you see much of Libertus in yourself? And if so, did that affect the, the way you portrayed him at all? Bits and pieces, I guess. In some ways, like there's some big, I guess, yeah, there are some similarities. And there are some big differences. Um, like obviously, Libertus is a very uh, emotional, heart on the sleeve kind of character, whereas I think I'm a bit more relaxed and laid back. <laughs> I have been referred to as so relaxed and laid back. He's He's pretty much horizontal. Um, <laughs> so in some ways, there's quite a bit of difference. But then in other ways, yeah, I, I think the sort of, I like, well, I like to think the sort of caring side of Libertus um, have in common. And he's quite friendly character. So there were, there were bits and pieces. So um, it kind of does. And as with every character, you find the bits and pieces in there, um, even if you're playing the most horrendous villain of all time you'll still find some similarities with yourself over certain little bits and you can then kind of start the character from there and then and then find the differences and add those on as well to give you this rounded character so yeah there are there are always bits and pieces there one of the big things that kind of dictated his sort of attitude and character was one of the very early meetings and they just sort of said if you can do american accent do an american accent and so the the voice you hear in the film was what I did that day, essentially. It was just the first accent that came to mind, given some of his lines. And that I've always found that accents kind of give you a lot of the physicality. And you, you see it with people, you see it with people like who've got sort of the sort of Texan drawl. They kind of have that rolling effect um in their personality and their and their movement as well yeah um compared to like if you take the sort of archetypal british yep, stiff, stiff upper, upper lip, lip yeah <laughs> and they're very contained and it's all very held so i think things like accents um often dictate a lot of the physicality behind a character as well so things like that i very much they were the sort of things that kind of let me do the sort of the broad stroke stuff of the character um was done from that sort of thing Okay, we've got a community question here from at level RL, and it's a it's a physical uh, sort of visual question. Um, do you plan on having the same hairstyle as Libertus one day? <laughs> um, I have to say, I'm not sure I can pull off the sort of mullet, uh, <laughs> cornrow thing that he's got going on. I have to. I I don't think I'm not sure I could pull it off in everyday life. I have to say it is. Uh, yeah, it's an interesting hairstyle. Um, it was quite a funny one, actually, because they said, for people who've seen some of the behind-the-scenes stuff, um, there's a couple of features on creating the character from sort of the scans all the way through. Um, and because of the hairstyles, 
I think at that stage they weren't certain exactly what they were going with. They had a few different styles they were trying out and thinking. They actually got me to shave my head completely for the scanning. So I had to I had a complete number one for the scan for them to be able to put on the different hairstyles and try things out. Um but no, I don't think I'll ever actually manage to to manage to do a, a proper libertus hairdo. Did you get to see the different haircuts they were they were trying out? Because you could have just asked him to. Well, I'm, I'm thinking about getting this hair, haircut in real life. Actually, can you just show <laughs> yeah, me how it would look? Just, just try it out. Just put it on and see what. Yeah. Oh, oh no, that doesn't work at all. Yeah, no, it's got... <laughs> um, I, I think I got to see a couple of sketches, and they sort of. It was again. It was early days, and they were saying we were thinking about doing different hairstyles potentially for different regions, but they didn't. In the end, they went with the one hairstyle. But there, there were a couple of sketches that they had. I think that the, the hairstyle you you see is the one that they kind of had landed on at that stage, but they were exploring some other avenues um, and ended up going with the original one. Yeah, there was there wasn't a huge amount of detail in the ones that they the other ones they looked at in the end. So yeah. All right. So this next question is from at mccn underscore princess, and they want to know a bit more about Liberty's backstory. So they're wondering if there's anything you could tell us about his story that didn't make the movie. Not a huge amount. Most of it is is in the is in the film or is alluded to uh, vaguely. The big thing about Libertus's backstory um, with regards Nicks and stuff. Obviously, they come from the same place. The thing that's not really is only slightly touched on is that they're uh, essentially war torn refugees. Both of them have lost all their family. It's it's touched on more with Nicks. Um, with the pictures of his mom and sister. But, but Libertus also lost his parents in the same fight. So they're both orphans in the city, essentially, and are brought in when their villages are decimated. That was kind of the main stuff we looked at to sort of give the friendship in that core trio, the, the Nix-Libertus-Crow trio. It was that sort of thing that we looked at, was the their sort of background beyond that there wasn't a huge amount of detail that we went into sort of on an official level so i'm interested to see if anything comes in the future i know there's been some clamor for people saying we'd like to know more about them we want to know more of what they do and let's let's have some more stuff for those three um so we'll see if anything comes if anything becomes sort of a bit more official about it but yeah uh, it was mainly it was mainly sort of the the stuff that happened in their village that then that led up to the events in Kingsglade. That was the main stuff we sort of concentrated on. Okay. This next question is from Louis Sibthorpe, who wants to know, did you have a favourite scene in the film? And if so, why? Oh, favourite scene. There are a couple. Well, it's the one where you get your leg broken. Uh, that must have been fun. <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah, that, that was... <laughs> yeah, just sort of lying there with nothing happening. And just being like, ah, oh, rolling around, and there's nothing actually there. But um, <laughs> uh, the the fun, one of the really fun ones was the cafe scene, uh, very early in the film, when Nix is just coming off the guard duty on the game, yep. and there's the there's a bunch of the glaives sat around the table. That was a lot of fun. It was actually one of the first scenes we did, right back at the start of filming. Um, so this was what sort of March, April last year. Um, and most of us had never really met before. We'd met sort of a couple of days before and we're just getting into this and we're thrown straight in at this camaraderie scene. Uh, and that was a lot of fun. We had a lot, a lot of fun doing that scene. There's some great lines and we did get to sort of mess around a lot with that sort of that line and 
fiddle around with the lines in that scene and change things and try different styles and techniques and different takes on the lines and see kind of what worked and with regards to the characters and what they'd envisaged. So that was, that was I think that's one of my favourite scenes to film. It's, it's interesting that they made you do that towards the start as opposed to the end. Do you think that they did that intentionally to kind of build the camaraderie up? Possibly. A lot of it, well, one of the nice things on this one actually, which is quite unusual in filming, was that we actually filmed it pretty much, not exactly, but pretty much in chronological order. So we basically were getting the scripts through this is the first part. This is the, the script's kind of broken up into six parts. So it was three acts and then a part one and a part two for each act. And we kind of filmed it roughly in order. So we filmed all of act one, part one, and act one, part two together. And then we filmed all of part act two and then all of act three. So that, in that way, it worked quite nicely because you do actually get that build through the script um, as it actually happens on screen. And yeah, I think I I don't know if the the idea of putting us into that scene straight off was a deliberate thing to try and sort of get us to know each other better, but it worked. It definitely worked because when you, especially when you're chucked into a big scene like that, obviously if you're doing sort of two handers and uh, for a lot of the scenes, then you don't get to work with a lot of people. Whereas if you're all on set together, it very much builds up the relationships and the um, a lot of the jokes and things and just makes it all a bit easier so yeah it definitely definitely helped us bond uh, on set definitely all right so this next question is from red makazawa on twitter and they wanted to know what was it like meeting the developers at square enix in japan and was there a moment that you started to geek out obviously as, as you're a big fan <laughs> well my my geek out moment happened very early on uh, i had a couple of them so the first one was we did a a one day it was kind of a test shoot. It, it wasn't. It, we were actually into filming at this point, and it was setting up. But it was trying to. It was testing out some of the tech um, to see if we could film with half the team actually still in Tokyo, um, some of the team here, and whether it was possible and viable to be able to send stuff back and forth in basic real time. So we did a one-day shoot and shot bits and pieces. And uh, yeah, I was already kind of geeking out at this point being like oh my god i'm doing final fantasy this is amazing and i remember i spoke to there's a lady uh called maori who was working as our translator and i said to her at lunchtime this is quite a big deal for me i played these games as a kid and i love this stuff um and i've kind of kept it very professional on set and would and we come back from lunch, and the first thing she does is she goes over to the uh, to the big screen where you can see all the guys in the boardroom in in uh, Tokyo, and proceeds to tell them that I'm a massive fan and I'm having a massive fanboy moment and uh, I'm I'm completely geeking out. They're all wetting themselves laughing, and I'm getting very very embarrassed. Stood next to her, going, "Why did you tell them that? Why did you?" Have... <laughs> so that was the first one, and then uh, there was. It was the first sort of proper meeting with um, all the production team. Um, so Nozu-san, Rukawada, uh, Steve, all those guys. And we had a, they, they did a kind of nice to meet you deal, sort of meet and greet. And then one of the things they showed us was, uh, this is a little film we put together of the stuff we've worked on personally. Um, and it was going through. And obviously being a gamer and everything, the stuff that they were working then, I'd played most of it. I'd seen it, um, and 
Um, Matoya san having done Advent Children and uh, Rui's been involved in um, Kingdom Hearts and all this sort of stuff. And I'm sat there going, and they, I remember the video finished and they went, um, do any of you know any of this stuff? And I'm going, yes, yes, all of it. Yes, I've played that and that and that and that. And that. So that was my other sort of geek out moment when I realised quite who was on the production team. Because I don't think at that stage we'd actually had any names prior to this meeting. It was kind of, you're going to meet the production team, and that was it. So finding out who was actually on that team um, and who we were going to be working with was was pretty impressive. And then, yeah, going out to uh, Tokyo in, Japan, in January was amazing. Walking into those buildings and seeing them working on, because obviously there was a bunch of developers working on the film. Um, so that, that was the that was the first slightly odd moment was when we walked in onto the development floor and uh, a couple of a couple of developers sort of glanced at us and then did a double take and you could see them going oh my god that's uh, and we sort of looked onto their screen and just saw like a shot of our faces so that's that, kind of surreal that quite, <laughs> yeah that was very surreal um and then yeah i got to see some of the guys working on on ff15 as well and got to see some of the behind the scenes bits and pieces and the various bits of coding that were going on and then trying stuff out and all that as well, which is amazing. Um, very, very cool. Um, unfortunately, I didn't get to have a go on it. I was I kept trying to be like, can I have a go? And they were like, yeah, you can if you can find some time. And I just, we were filming so solidly that I never got a chance to actually have a go, but not too long now. Not too long. Not too long. <laughs> on that note, when you were over there, did you get a chance to meet the Japanese voice actor, Philippitas? No, I haven't. I've been told that he's uh, he's very similar to me, uh, personality-wise. Um, so I'd like to meet him at some point. But no, I didn't get to, I I didn't get to meet him, unfortunately. Oh, um, it was shame. quite yeah, it was a shame. But it was kind of a it was a slight sort of whistle stop tour. We were there for eight days, and we filmed for five of them. Uh, we got we got a couple of days off in the middle, which was really nice. It was a it was actually a, a national holiday the weekend we were there so we did get a couple of days to sort of do our own thing but apart from that it was very very sort of um full-on it's great fun but yeah very full-on um long days so what's the uh what's the response been like uh, kind of where have you been after the film's been released uh, to, to both the film and also your character to be fair most of the fan response has been great most people have seemed to have really enjoyed the film really loved it I've got to do bits and pieces. Obviously, I was at the uh, the event with you guys yep. um, a few weeks ago. Um, I got to do Comic-Con and sort of talk to some of the fans before the film had come out. And it's sort of bits and pieces. And a lot of it's been social media as well. People messaging me on social media and saying, love the film, um, really like your character. And just kind of chatting to people about bits and pieces and then asking questions and all that sort of stuff. It's been really good fun. I've really enjoyed all of it. And the, the whole interacting with fans is great. I love it. Because, to be honest, without you guys, we wouldn't have a job. You're the Actually, you're the really important ones. It's the fans who are the ones who matter. Because without you guys, this wouldn't be a 20, 25-year-old franchise. It wouldn't be... There wouldn't be this movie. There wouldn't be these games coming out. So without without the fans, we're kind of irrelevant. Um, so I like I really enjoy all the all the interaction with the with the various people um, through either meeting them personally or 
social media, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Next time we actually have a question from one of your biggest fans, Lisa <laughs> Payne, who wants to know: um, Would you like to see an animated movie or a game or anything like that based around the events of Nix, Libertus, and Co? Maybe over like a pre-Kingsglaive thing. Yeah, that would be great. I know this is something that a few people have talked about. I think, yeah, I think there could be quite a, there could be a nice, um, whether it's a sort of anime style like Brotherhood or whether it's uh, a game or some sort of Final Fantasy XV DLC or whatever. Yeah, I'd love to see that. I think there's some, obviously, right, spoiler alert, but obviously with Crow's outcome in the movie. It's very diplomatically put. (laughs) (laughs) i think uh her story could be expanded a lot um and the sort of the things that libertus talks about um with how they met crow and things like that i think really could uh be expanded um and potentially could be a really cool bit of story um and the sort of slightly extended universe stuff be really i think could be really really good so yeah i'd love to see that I mean, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know if they've necessarily been surprised, but I, I guess surprise is the word that I would probably use, actually, in terms of... I don't know if they anticipated this level of fandom around the the Kingsglaive characters. Because, yeah, like, Nyx, obviously, I mean, they got Aaron Paul to voice him and, and Regis, yeah. but the other guys, like, yeah, Libertus, um, Crow, Pelner, like, those guys have started to build up dedicated followings. Yeah, yeah, it's been, it's been amazing, like... Um... Because for me, obviously, Libertus is in a lot of the film. But yeah, it's the it, it's, it's the sort of smaller characters, people like Pelner, um, who have got real diehard fans out there. Um, it's great to see. It's uh, it's great to see that something so contained can have that sort of effect on people. And yeah, I think it'd be great to see kind of some stuff on the glaive in their previous. Because obviously, the glaive they've they've been fighting against. Uh, Niflheim for probably years at this stage um, as they've gradually been driven back into insomnia and the villages have been destroyed and etc et I think it'd be great to see more, some more of that stuff and more of kind of how it descended into the stage at which insomnia is literally the last bit standing uh, I think that could be really really interesting and obviously then you would get more stuff on some of these guys like Pelner and Crow Creed, I, I think it'd be it's definitely something they should consider. Yeah. All right, so this next question is from Kirsty Nash, who apparently passed you the other day at King's Cross train station. Um, and right. She wants to know that if you're out and about, do you actually get recognised now? And um, if so, kind of how do you react to that? I don't generally. I've, I've, I've spoken to a couple of people who it's kind of come up in conversation and they've then gone, oh, hold on, are you... We, you're in it, aren't you? And I've gone, yeah, I am. But it's not, I've not really had anyone approach me as such. I don't know how I'd react. Well, I do. I, I, like, it'd be, it'd be a good thing, but I'd probably be, I'd probably be slightly embarrassed to being uh, approached by someone, but it'd be lovely. Like, yeah, if people see me and want to say hi, do come and say hi. Um, as I said, I like, I really enjoy interacting with all the fans out there. Um, so yeah, if people do see me, come give me a shout, definitely. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be an interesting one. I'll have to, I'll, I'll keep an eye out and, See if anyone does start coming over. Yeah, I, I think that people would would want to. Obviously, people get a bit shy about celebrities. Some people yeah. are just like in your face, take a picture with me, and all this stuff. <laughs> Whereas other people are a bit more shy about. Yeah, they don't want to. They don't want to bother you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, no, I, I get that. Like, obviously, I've been at that that sort of side of things as well, and I've spotted 
people I recognize, um, various different actors and things. Because even though I'm an actor, I'm still a massive fanboy about certain other actors and things. And yeah, I know what it's, I know it's, there is that very fine line where you sort of go, I want to say hi. And I want to say, I think it's lovely to meet you and I really like what you do. But yeah, there is also that I don't want to interrupt what they're doing. But most of the time, yeah, come say hi. If you like, if if you're nice and pleasant about it, the generally, like, well, I definitely will be, um, and a lot of other people are as well. If you if you're sort of courteous and just approach them and say, look, I'm really sorry, but I just wanted to say whatever. I think most people are very polite about it. Um, so yeah, if anyone is out there and sees me and wants to say hi, come over, say hello. I'm sure some people will. <laughs> You did actually just touch on something then um, when you were talking about the fact that you still kind of fanboy about things. Um, <laughs> obviously, you know, you were, as you said, you had a big role in the film. Um, mm. You know, out of out of the the three main guys who are obviously all superstars, you know, your character is basically the fourth biggest. Um, did, did you, uh, were there any chances where you got to like um, cross over with them in the voice booth or anything like that? Were you, were you ever around them? Did you get to say anything to them or speak to them? Uh I got to meet, I, I met both uh, Aaron Paul and Lena Headey. Um, I haven't met Sean Bean yet, but I did get to meet the other two, um, both actually in uh, at the, the voice um, at the, the voice studios, the recording studios. Lena, I sort of saw her very briefly after she'd done, she'd been working all morning and then was going straight from that into a, uh, an interview. I think it was one of the behind the scenes interviews um, that afternoon. So it was a very sort of fleeting Hello, nice to meet you. Sounds great, um, etc. Aaron Paul got to talk to him a little bit more. Got to chat to him a little bit before uh, I before he went in and started his session. Um, really lovely guy. Um, actually, they they both are. Um, he's he's a really really lovely guy. Really genuine. Um, I've heard, there's a little story I always tell um, where basically he I was leaving. I, I, well, it was when I was in LA uh, and I was getting the flight back that day um, and I was sat listening to him record some of the dialogue for Nick's and there was a, a lull in the recording. So I sort of went, right, okay, I'm going to go now. Taxi's going to be here in about 20 minutes. So I'll leave now while it's quiet before you start recording more stuff and I get in the way, et cetera. So I was saying goodbye and he he called out over the microphone, are you, you going? Nice to meet you, um, et cetera. So we were said all the goodbyes was leaving um and i'm outside and i was just i was talking to one of the production team and uh we were just chatting away and she just turns to me and goes he's coming out and i went what and she said he's coming out and i turn around and aaron paul's letting himself out of the recording studio to come and say goodbye properly and shake my hand and, and i was just like you didn't need to do that you'd said goodbye um you said goodbye over the microphone that was all yeah you didn't have to do that you're a genuinely nice guy so yeah it was it was it was great meeting a little bit starstruck as well (laughs) i may have asked for a for a picture with him um (laughs) (laughs) so uh but yeah no it was great it was great to meet those both those two and yeah never got to meet um sean bean unfortunately because he he did his recording here um and i wasn't around at the at the time unfortunately um i know john campling was quite keen to meet him at some point but uh, i don't think he has so far so uh hopefully in the future the double regis picture yeah exactly exactly (laughs) 
So this next question, I'm not too sure how much you'll be able to answer. Uh, okay. We'll, we'll see where we go. Um, so it's from uh, at Fergeritz on Twitter, and they want to know, do you think we'll get to see some Libertas in Final Fantasy 15 as we we believe he survived the invasion? Uh, do you <laughs> uh, think maybe they'll visit his hometown? I actually don't know. I hope he does pop up in it, whether it's in some sort of flashback or what, and, or whether they do go to Galada or something like that. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I actually do not know whether I'm in the in the game. They've been very, they have been very coy about it, about details about the game completely. Um, and equally, I've also said I'm going to play it, so don't tell me stuff. Because um, <laughs> I know there was at one point there was there was a bit of a spoiler that got mentioned in passing, and I was kind of like, no, 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 don't stop, stop, don't say anything. I don't want to know. I don't. <laughs> so um, it's kind of. Well, I think we'll have to wait and see, really. And I'll see along with the rest of you guys. <laughs> so, um, excluding Final Fantasy Fifteen, of course, which has to be your favourite now. Of course. Even though you haven't yeah. played it yet, it's just, it yeah, has to be. Um, yeah. <laughs> which, which is your favourite game outside of that? It's Seven. It was the first one I ever played. And it was unlike anything I'd ever played prior to it as well. Uh, I think, through, and I think a lot of people felt like that about Seven as well. It was, it was such a, well, it, was, it, it is a masterpiece. Um, it was a game changer. It was completely, um, and I think in some ways it, it it very much was what launched the Japanese RPG for people my age. Sort of, there'd been the ones on Nintendo, the, the Final Fantasy before it, but I think the one on that appearing on PlayStation and being and it, it was a it was a really big deal when it came out as well. And I remember it being a big deal, um, and I think it was kind of it, it very much did sort of bring the JRPG into a lot of people's lives. Now, the other thing that I've been, as I've been talking to fans and things, the, the consensus seems to be, generally, your favourite is the first one you played. Yes. Um, almost everyone, it's always their first one. Um, so, yeah, so for me, it's Seven. Seven, it was the first one I played. I'm really looking forward to the uh, the remake that's going on at the moment. Yeah. Um, really intrigued to see how it looks and how it plays and obviously it's it's shifting from turn-based to more of an action rpg so that'll be again that'll be interesting um so i'm just looking forward to seeing what they do with it and uh so this next actually that question was from louise Sivthorpe. this next one is from at so loveless um and they they want to know if you're going to be buying final fantasy 15 I think yes. we already know the answer to that question. <laughs> yes, um, yes. And yeah, they, they want to know if it was if you're more excited for the film now. Sorry, the, the, if you're more excited for the game now than you would have been if you weren't in the film. Uh, I guess I am. Yeah, I almost certainly would have bought it on release day, pre-ordered it, etc., etc. Anyway, because I do I, I do enjoy the Final Fantasy games, etc. Et but yeah, I think I am more invested, definitely, because I spent the last year and a half working on it. And um, whilst the the film script doesn't really cover what happens in the game, there's still there were still bits and pieces that we had to know to do, be able to portray certain things in the film. Um, and so working on those scripts and seeing what that was all what that was all happening and those characters coming through. And yeah, I definitely am more invested because of that it's just made it it's kind of just confirmed that i am going to play it kind of thing um but yeah i'm definitely more invested having been in the film 
Yeah, it definitely makes sense. I think, uh, yeah, if you weren't, you'd be like, nah, now I've been in the film, I'm just not interested anymore. <laughs> yeah, uh, I've seen it all now, it's fine, done, yeah. <laughs> no, I can't wait, I uh, I really can't wait. Unfortunately, I've worked out that um, the game is going to come out, uh, I'm off to do, um, I'm actually doing pantomime up in uh, Scotland this this Christmas, and I actually leave London two days before it comes out. Oh, uh, uh, <laughs> I think so many, many people have had it because we um we're actually going to be back in America when it comes out right. as well. So like so many people because of the delay are now yeah. either on holiday <laughs> or they've got other plans or they just didn't anticipate anything happening at that point. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do. I can't work out if I can somehow manage to whack the PS4 into the luggage and get it sent up to me or whether I am actually just going to have to go on a sort of social media lockdown for uh, the entire month of December yeah. and then play it in January. So. Oh, just, um, yeah, sorry guys, I'm just not, my throat's just not feeling too great today. Um, can <laughs> yeah, can exactly. the alternate cover me? Yeah. You don't, you don't need the beast today, do you? It's fine. Good? Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the last question we've got for you today. I know you get on really well with the cast. Uh, you know, obviously you spent a lot of time together and uh, you've you've basically become an, a glaive outside of the glaive. <laughs> yeah. Are, are there yeah, any really funny <laughs> stories that you can share that all of you kind of experienced? Um, there has to have been uh, something. There were bits and pieces. There's all sorts of bits and pieces. Um, there, it was a lot of fun. Um, there's, yeah, the... There's a lot of sort of people messing around on set in between shoots and but there there was one in particular <laughs> Davy who is face and capture of Ravus got hold of Sean's phone and Sean was uh one of the mocap artists who did sort of multiple multiple different characters played a number of sort of smaller glaives and uh he did the motion capture for the the bartender and he was on set doing bits and pieces. And Davey was sat up in the, the green room, got hold of his phone, and worked out that if you started up Siri, you could bypass the iPhone lock and start doing things to the phone. Um, so he he bypassed Siri and uh, got onto Sean's Facebook and just started posting stuff all over Sean's Facebook, including the final message, which said something like, thank you, Siri, for letting me, Davey, hack into Sean's Facebook and write all this stuff. <laughs> Love David. <laughs> and Sean came back and had all these messages on his phone from people being like, gutted. Ha, never mind, mate. And he was like, he was absolutely furious. We were all just dying with laughter. Um, it was, yeah. So there was a lot, there was lots of that sort of stuff going on. It was, as you say, yeah, we, we were very close. It's good to say we all kept in touch. Um, and try to sort of catch up from time to time. So, yeah, it was a great fun. It was a really, really good experience. Had a lot of fun doing it. All right, well, thanks so much for taking the time to speak to us, Liam. No, thanks. The pleasure's all mine. If you guys enjoyed listening to this interview, please let us know in the comments, and be sure to subscribe, either on iTunes or YouTube, and we'll see you next time. Thanks a lot again, Liam. Cheers, Errol. Bye.